I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alenios Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I'm Smith. I'm Seth. And Seth, it's been another week. Beautiful it's been week. Another here. week in Joe Biden's America. <laughs> Already we're getting started here. Joe Biden's America early yeah. on. We're just starting. The we're gears just, are turning. Yeah, we're just running it on early. Who cares? But the current president doesn't seem to think that. The current current president believes that he is going to still be the president, at at least as far as April. Uh Uh-huh. He tweeted that he, uh, I won the election. And what's so funny to me is how every time Trump tweets something now about the election, there's a little, like, advisory disclaimer, like, this claim is disputed. Yeah, Twitter is like (laughs) a fact check. It's like it's like a, a text version of the Ron Howard voice from Mr. Development yeah. showing up. That's, that's what I read it in, actually. <laughs> but yeah, he... Um, I mean, I, I gotta say this. He did a hilarious bit of stand-up comedy in his COVID-19 update when he was like, we're gonna have a vaccine by April and everyone's getting it except for Andrew goddamn Cuomo and his whole state, that piece of shit. That was that was. I've, you, I've never seen a president just openly be like, "I hate this person in this state so much. I want them to have a disease." I'm gonna miss him, dude. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Uh, hey, terrible president, awful at the job, mm-hmm. but fucking hilarious shit. Like, how do you? He's got great comedic timing. Exactly. How on earth? Like, can you imagine? Can you imagine Obama saying that? What if Obama was just like, what if what if COVID nineteen happened to Obama and he was like, "I'm just not gonna give it to Alabama. Everyone else gets it, but not them. Sorry." <laughs> There'll be a civil war yeah, probably over it'll be that. over. Here's the thing, though. So, you know how back in the Middle Ages they had the Pope and the Anti-Pope? Yes. Which is we hilarious. Anti- yeah. We should have an Anti-President. We should ha- let Donald Trump continue to be the Anti-President. Give him all the attention the President gets anyways. He has no actual power, though. Mm. Just let him be the Anti-President. I was gonna. I was gonna. If, if it wasn't for Trump, who would you pitch as Anti-President? Let's say Trump wasn't as around. Anti- who would you pick? Who anti-president i mean i'd pick the other contender that we all voted for besides him we'd kanye west i'd pick uh i think i go with tom green Ooh, i think he would man. be hilarious in that role strong choice oh, yeah. <clears throat> same energy jamie kennedy give it to him but we talked about him last week didn't we yeah it's like he's, he's he needs something to do i haven't seen him in hey, years what's johnny Knoxville doing right now that's true I guess Johnny, Johnny Knoxville has carved himself out a little piece in, in cinema. He just gets to make a movie every, every like, four or five years with the jackass guys, and then he just does whatever the fuck he wants later, I guess. Make anti-president I, during that time. I do think he, he did seriously fuck himself up, though, from those uh, jackass uh, Oh, yeah. All those guys are completely fucked. Yeah, they, they don't look too good these Another days. Another pitch, Bam Margera, anti-president. That'd be nice. <laughs> okay, now we're talking. 
Um, so yeah, let Trump be anti-president. Let him just continue to say insane shit on TV. I would love it. I'd, I'd tune in for sure. I mean, can you imagine having ant at anti-POTUS as your handle? That'd be almost better than POTUS. It would be actually. Man, is that taking right now? We should probably fucking grab that if not. Yeah, no, we gotta we gotta get on that. Anti-POTUS. Um, but yeah, that's that is one of the crazy or not crazy, but just like most mundane things that happened during Obama's presidency is now that, there, that now there's like a presidential Twitter account and whoever becomes president is now that account. Yeah. So be okay, well, Antipodas is taken by someone who is, I think, Spanish. Mm, but uh, let them have it. They, their, their, name, their, their bio says, Solo soy uno humilde seguidora de mi misma. Wow. I mean, you said that perfectly. I mean... Humble follower of something? I don't know. Anyways. Your execution is flawless, honestly. You can tell that you <laughs> took one year of high school Spanish and maybe a semester of college. I will have you know I took a year of high school Spanish and two semesters of college Spanish. What, did you fail it the first time? Uh, no, you have to take uh, 1,001, 1,002. Uh, two courses. I skipped that, so. Well, you did your, your, your you, 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 you were a tech bro track, so you don't need all those fancy foreign languages. Yeah, that was kind of, kind of the, um, we were, we were learning programming languages. Ever heard of them? You know, I took, you know, technically you learn five languages when you do text. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, just take that with a grain of salt. I mean, so I'm sorry, that's pretty basic. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I that, did, that hurts my, my assembly. Ooh. My, my first attempt at a foreign language was Chinese. I took it for about five weeks. This. And then they got into, all right, here are two words that are they spelled the exact same way, but they have a different emphasis on different syllables. There are eight of these. And I was like, I'm out. I got to go. I can't. Yeah, and then you also quit your programming language as a college class as well. So Intro to Java. Yeah, I did quit yeah, that. So. I had to create a pyramid of numbers that went backwards, and I was like, too difficult. I'm out. You think they were trying to crack some kind of code and they were just offloading it on the students? No, it was absolutely a basic <laughs> shit that I, if I had spent about 15 more minutes, I could have figured it out, probably. Wow. I chose to. Giving yourself a lot of credit there, I see. I mean, I, I just think I like, gave up things very quickly. That is true. You noped out of classes quick. I noped out of an, econo- an economics class just because the professor said one thing to me on the first day, and I was like, I don't like this guy. What did he say? Well, I was, I was late because I had a class... 15 minutes before that was on the other side of campus so i got there uh, it was the first day of class so i didn't know what fucking room it was in i got in the room i sat in the most available seat and he was like looks like somebody's late and then i fucking dropped the <laughs> class the second i got back to my dorm <laughs> i was like no thank you sir how how you hold for the class what was, what was the class it was, a, it was like a full it was like a 70 person class it was huge. okay so if it had been smaller i would have thought that he would have thought i win that yeah. dropped my class and i'm sure a bunch of us dropped it um, because I mean that guy also he had like terrible reviews on rate my professor. I'm sure he was terrible, but I was like I was like don't say that to me. I didn't come here. I didn't. I don't pay you to be patronizing. Okay. Yeah. I got suckered in taking economics my freshman year of college, first semester for three hours once a week. Folks, mm. if you're coming up and you ever have the option to take three hour class once a week, do not do it. Yeah, don't it do it. It is a bad idea. 
It sounds good, right? Oh, do it, you know, one, one shot, you'll be done. No, it's awful. You know, economics classes always seem to be inconvenient. I think you take it three hours once a week, or mine, which was twice a week, was that, like, it was the latest class possible. It was like, I started at, like, six o'clock at night. And by the time you got out, it was, like, eight o'clock. I'm like, well, fuck. That, mine was at five from five to eight. Yeah. when all the cool shit is happening. Yeah, I'm like, who, who does this class, like... Why is it that every economics class sucks? Because economics sucks. Well, yeah. And then, and now that I'm a Marxist, I'm, I'm glad I didn't take economics because it would have trained me wrong, like fucking Kung Pao enter the field. Well, you still took economics. It was required, right? Yeah, but I'm in a D, so. Okay. Well, hey, that's how you stick it to capital right there. That's right. I didn't learn your fake bullshit. No. I made an A in economics, and that's how I know how flawed it is. <laughs> So two different approaches. Exactly. If you had a B or a C, you're fucked. No, I love that. I love that professor I had because he was, I don't know, 800 pounds. And he he, he loved to walk up and down the, the, the blackboard and everything. And he would bring a chair right in the middle and lean over it and do all this stuff. He was a funny, he was like a very funny guy. But he also was, he was like one of those professors who was just so, he was always right. Because he was like, oh, you know that on average, college students in a month consume like $400 worth of food like telling us how we can be frugal with our money or whatever and then he was like going around like oh do you guys think this is true and one guy was like no you know I you know, have a part time job I budget myself I have 150 for groceries every month I cook a lot um, and that's all I spend on food and then you know what this professor said to him he's like you're wrong you do consume $400 of food I'm sorry <laughs> shit Is that your defense? You can just say, nope, you're wrong. I'm sorry, but you do consume $400 of food. What's he, what is this professor eating in college? Was he eating gold-plated escargot? Well, he's saying these days, the college, average college student. He, even then, what are you eating? Are you yeah. eating fucking Alaskan king crab with I, diamonds in it? I imagine the only way that's true is that for like people who are on meal plans, which ostensibly is like... Like, you're overpaying for all the meals you get. It's just that yeah, you eat them true. on campus. But I can't imagine somebody who, like, actually, like, at least if you cook a couple times a week, you probably don't spend $400 on food in a month in college. Absolutely not. This guy is crazy. So, yeah. I don't, and I just I just love the, the brazen confidence to be like, no, you do. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, if you're the professor, you can do that, right? Yeah, apparently. You're allowed. Yeah. I once took a, a class in college. It was once a week, again, bad idea, three-hour course yep. on the Holocaust from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Wow, did you guys just watch Schindler's List every week? We actually did watch The Pianist at one point. Uh, I took up smoking while, while taking that class because it, it frazzled my nerves so stuff much to, to, to listen to it. And I was we had two professors, right? One guy who was the World War II buff and one guy who was the Jewish history buff. And they sort of tag-teamed the class yeah. the entire They made it like a high-octane experience, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it was great. They were literally tagging in. It was incredible. But uh, one of these professors, the guy who was a Jewish history uh, uh, professor, was incredible. He, he wore a leather jacket, and he drove a motorcycle to, to, to college. But but he but he did not look at all like the guy I'm describing. He looked like a he looked like a college professor if you saw him. Yeah. Without the jacket on. The other guy though was this like skinny little reedy dude who was really into like uh, world stuff, like global happening. So back when I was in college, the World Cup was happening in oh fuck, which country had the Venezuela stuff? Uh, Brazil. Brazil. They had the Venezuelas, right? Yeah. And the reedy little guy had a Venezuela, and he would play it in his office, and people would hate it, because we all know yeah. this thing sucks. It's like the most annoying thing. That's the whole point. It's just supposed to make a loud sound. 
Well, one day I was talking to the other professor for office hours, and the other guy was playing the Vuvuzela, and he stepped out and said, hold on one second, and I heard him go to the guy's office across the hall. I swear to you, he said, if you don't stop, I will shove it up your ass. And the other guy stopped playing the Vuvuzela, which was pretty great. Yeah. yeah it's always weird, like, like what college professors do outside of being professors. Like, whenever you, It's the same thing with, like, high school teachers. Whenever you see them outside, you're like, what do I do here? Because I remember... Like I, I took a, I took like a freshman experience class called I think video game culture. It was just a throwaway stupid class. The guy who taught it was an English professor. Normally he just taught this class extra. He was a really cool guy. He was young professor. He's like you know early thirties. Like he was a cool guy, very funny. And then I remember like two years after I took his class, I went to go see, or not even two years, like six months after I took his class, I went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. I was there with my buds. I think I was there with you. And then. Fucking, my professor walks up with, you know, with a, with a, 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 a girl on his arm and everything. And he's just looking like James Bond, basically. And I'm like, he, he sees me and he's like, oh, hey, Seth. And I'm like, hey, man, this is, you, you, damn, my, my professor is banging outside of class. Good for him. <laughs> I had a professor taught me a comic book history in America. Guys, I'm sorry. Listen to this. Yes, college is mostly useless. Because I learned about the history of comic books in America. Uh, my professor was a, a, a big-time comic book nerd, as you'd imagine. Yeah. And one time I saw him at Dragon Con, dressed as General Zod. And a girl who uh, was, I mean, probably my age or younger, very attractive, mm-hmm. looked him in the eye and said, Can I kneel before you? And, of course, that was a big, he, uh, the, the crowd went wild for that one. Some, some jeans were creamed in the, the, yeah. the process of this happening. And he wore the Zod costume very well. Like, he, he you know, it was, it was not like some, you know, uh, half-ass shit. Like, yeah. he, he looked like Zod. So, yeah, professors having lives outside of, outside of classrooms. Kind of like when you're in school and you think your, your teacher just, like, lives in a coffin under the desk. Yeah. During the, the day or the night. Yeah. I had that one time in high school. I saw my guidance counselor. I went to go see... It's always at the movies. I went to go see some movie. I can't remember what it was. Like Hunger Games or some shit. And then out of the... We're leaving the theater. Out of the other theater comes our guidance counselor and a bunch of her friends who just saw Magic Mike. And they're all wearing... Uh, and they're wearing like, you know, going out clothes or whatever. And we were just... We were... So we were like, this is not... This is not experience we need to have. We were so fucking embarrassed. Um... Yeah. Also, my, my boss at Walmart in shorts. Oof, that's a that's a yeah. that's heavy. Yeah, he should not wear shorts. You gotta, you gotta take a nap after years that old. One. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, you know Joe Biden probably wears shorts, right? Yeah, sometimes apparently, and you know now people the new thing on the internet is just to find pictures of Joe Biden when he's young and just talk about how fucking hot he is. Apparently, looks like a young Republican. That's, I mean, yeah. Um, and I'm like, this is our new thing. Just, oh, we're, we're so depraved. We're doing Joe Biden thirst now. Ugh. I did see a picture one time of Trump in tennis shorts, or tennis. He was in shorts playing tennis. He got a dumper on him. Yeah. Double caked up on a Tuesday, my man. He's, he's thick. Yeah. As they say. But yeah, there's that lady, uh, what's her name, that does the lip, lip syncs of Trump. Sarah Cooper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, she was the one who said, like, my husband said he's voting for Kamala, and I said, do you want two blowjobs a day or three? And it was like, everyone thought that was an incredibly funny tweet to have made. 
recently she said is she the joke that six. if you vote for Kamala Harris, you're going to get more blowjobs? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. cool. Got it, got it. Her recent tweet was something like, I don't want to have sex with Obama, but I want him to hold me in his arms. And there were so many people who were like, yes, same. And I was like, are you people okay? I'm like, yeah, This is there's a little bit too much nostalgia for a time that really wasn't much better than now. No, we're just going to go back to the pre, pre-Trump pre days and by 2024, Madison Cawthorn will be president and we'll yeah. all be crying. And we'll all be hunting other humans for sport and... All, all, all Muslims and Jews will have to be eradicated and all this because. How about that shit? That, that article, man. Yeah. The interview. Yeah, Madison Cawthorn um, apparently praises AOC. Mm-hmm. Don't don't even understand that one. And then he was he is he's apparently made large efforts to convert all Muslims and Jews to Christianity. And I'm like, dude, what what are you? What is your role in this, man? Who are you? It's always really weird when you meet those kind of Christians who want to convert Jews and Muslims and stuff to the, to, to Christianity because you're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, it's like, and then it, but and it's like, well, you know, there's people who would, you know, there's people in those religions who don't give a shit what you believe in. <laughs> so why are you so upset about this? Yeah, I, I don't actually. Really did, I, I found the Instagram post where he went to Hitler's uh, vacation home. <laughs> And he calls him the Führer with the accent marks over it. Which, that means he listen, fucking man, went into his phone and, like, found the little fucking accents held down on the letter and fucking swiped to it and all that. That's effort. I can't tell you which letter in Führer has the accent marks over it. But I'm sure it. he got it right. F. I'm sure he got oh, it no, right. He got it right. But I'm glad I don't know that. Yeah. I, I, that's a badge I'll wear with pride is I don't know how to properly spell Führer. Yes, and I never will. And he was just like, it's like my bucket list to go here. And I'm like, really? Your bucket list? Yeah, maybe we should make that bucket come at you a little faster. Yeah, no <laughs> Because that is, that is yikes. It really is, man. North Carolina, good job out there. Oh yeah, I forgot we are up from you. Um, Yeah, it's strange. I don't... I don't remember, even remember seeing him on the ballot because, I don't know, I guess I just didn't care that much about... He probably in your district. That's, I guess that's true. But, yeah, that is strange. I didn't... I guess I should have done some research on the on, on how crazy the people here are. Um, I knew there were crazy people. I knew there was... Um, literally, I mean, I'll tell you one thing, though. These fucking capitalists, they have insane turnaround on some shit because... There was a post in the, the Charlotte um, subreddit. The day after the election was officially called, this guy had a huge sticker on the back of his truck that was like, if you voted for Joe Biden, then fuck you. Wow. And I was like, he already had this out and ready. That's intense. And I'm like, where is the vitriol for Joe Biden coming from? Well, I guess that... That sticker doesn't require Joe Biden to have. Well, okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It did. It did say. It, it said a bunch. It was a really big sticker, and it said something about. Oh, okay. It said something about like, um, you know, the election was stolen. Fuck you. Fuck you for voting for. It was like a huge sticker. It said so many things, and okay. it was literally the day after it got called that this was found. Wow. So I was I was amazed. 
This guy sprinted to the the bumper sticker. He must be. Uh, shop. He must be. That must be his job. He must be like a fucking vinyl printer or something to have this up so he quickly. Man, so you know how like every time a presidential election ends, all the like losers stuff gets sent to like hungry like villages in Africa to yeah. like, like clothe them. I can't wait for the pictures of kids running around in Trump twenty twenty two in like five years. And uh, that's gonna be funny. Yeah, now people are talking, you know, we're having this conversation about, you know, being gracious losers. People are like, people are like, oh, you know, well, Hillary didn't go down so graciously. And I'm like, I don't, I'm not a Hillary Clinton person, but she handled it a little bit better than what's going on right now, <laughs> to be honest. Well, the first night she sent out John Podesta to give a speech saying, come back in the morning for her concession because she's probably too drunk yeah. to say anything. But, yeah, she just, I mean, like most people, when she lost, she just said, yeah, I lost. Yeah. I mean, she did go on to say, like, oh, Russia did it or whatever, but she didn't do. I mean, it's weird because Trump's already the president, and this is unprecedented. It's like, what, it's like, how do you, like, if Hillary Clinton in 2016 had refused to concede the election, it really wouldn't have mattered that much because she wasn't already the president and could yeah. constantly be saying shit. But yeah, it's just funny that it's been over a week now, and Georgia is still reporting for some reason. There's like 1% left in Georgia that they're just clinging on to for some reason. I mean, Biden's um, up by 30K now. There's no way yeah. you can overcome that lead. It's insane. So, but yeah, it's just like, you know, just lose. It's over. I mean, you guys are still, the, the Republicans are still doing fine everywhere else. So, Except these Georgia runoffs, you guys are, you guys have a, a like I said last week, you guys are the bell of the political ball this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, we are loving it, man. Today I saw someone, uh, it was Jake Tapper getting on to Raphael Warnock for like in 96 or 2006, some kind of year ended in six. He like, his church has some kind of event where they talked about, they talked about Fidel Castro and Jack Tapper's like, did you go to the event? What do you know about Fidel Castro? Do you like Fidel Castro? And I'm like, dude, this is a fucking Florida. We don't give a fuck about Fidel Castro yeah. here. No, have you seen Georgia's public education? They don't even know who Fidel Castro is there. Like, There are two kinds of people in Georgia. People who know who Fidel Castro is, people who don't know who Fidel Castro is, and neither of those things influences who you're going to vote for in 2020 runoffs. That's true. Um, what do you think turnout's going to be like in these runoffs? I've heard they're registering lots more people, but I don't know what that's going to mean in the end. What do you What do you think is going to happen? Well, it kind of really depends on what the Republicans do because uh, you know Trump isn't really talking about the runoffs. Yeah, and I think they because he refuses to concede the election like we mentioned. So I think they would like him to talk about the runoffs to get his crazy you know followers to come out and vote. Um. And if he doesn't talk about it, I think the turnout will be down on both sides because I think that the Democrats want to come out to own Trump. Yeah. And the Republicans want to come out to support Trump. Yeah. And so if he doesn't pay attention to it, they will not probably come out on either side in big numbers. I do think Democrats have a, a slight edge because they want to win. But at the same time, John Ossoff, especially, Warnock is whatever. John Ossoff just is an uninspiring candidate that I don't really know why you would want to vote for. Him. Yeah, he's kind of rejected all progressive platforms. Um, I think the most progressive platform he has is that Hawaii and or not Hawaii, um, Puerto Rico and District of Columbia should become states. Yeah, Guam, I think. Yeah, so I mean, 
Goddamn. Gotta have that in office. But you can say that because that'll never happen. We yeah. all know that that will never pass. His, his one thing that he said, like, maybe on was court was like, oh, no, the filibuster. And it was like, who cares about the filibuster anymore? You guys aren't going to fuck with it, so why even tease people with it? Yeah, so but yeah. he's given up any reason for people to really get excited to vote for him. I mean, at this point, he just had the the only thing going for him is the the quote blue wave. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if they if you guys flip the Senate, that'll be a big thing. But um, I don't know how it's yeah, going to work all, out. All it's going to be is people coming out based on team red or team blue. That's it. No yeah. one gives. But literally, here's the thing: John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock could say they would like to do anything. They want to like. State the death penalty for for misdemeanors, yeah, or they would like for to, juveniles. They could literally say we want to do like socialized medicine or nationalized means of production, and it wouldn't have stopped anybody from coming out to vote for them against them. They don't care. It's just red or blue at this point. Yep. You could do or say anything, and no one get, no one gets to get, get, get like use it against you. I don't understand why we're focusing on their on their politics so much or their policies. It's literally just which group are you in? Yeah, exactly. All these politicians have the same rights that John Cusack does, because they can say anything. Okay, all right. Woo! <laughs> is that your new is that your new uh, sound effect for when you get a zinger? Yep. Yep. Unless I forget it. I, uh, but yeah, I do think that, because here's the thing, though, we as we're seeing right now, uh, down-ballot turnout stuff, is that a lot of people came out to vote and either just voted for Joe Biden, or they voted for Joe Biden and they voted Republican down ticket. That's funny. Seems like their strategy they've been pushing for so long, which is, Trump is an aberration, vote for me, and we'll get rid of him, the Republicans are still a noble and good party... Was a bad strategy to use. Yeah, I've seen people say that after Trump is gone, the Republicans are going to work with Joe Biden. They're going to go back to being a the good party of fiscal, you know, sensibility, and I don't know where you're getting that from. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, that's what I saw today on on. Um, there's a subreddit called Change My View, which is kind of like you post an opinion that you think is true, and people are trying to convince you otherwise. And somebody was like, "Oh." Um, Republicans are going to hate Joe Biden no matter what. Um, no matter what he, he can do, anything they want, and they'll still hate him. And then a lot of the comments were like, "Oh no, I think Joe Biden's going to work really well with the Republicans." And they're like, "This is a positive thing." And I'm like, "I don't think you see the problem with your logic. Is one, you're right, and that's the problem. <laughs> he will definitely bend over to the Republicans and do whatever the hell they want because he's not that different from them. So mm-hmm. that's a problem." Yeah, it's like some reporter asked like Biden, like, if they won't even call you the president elect, how are you going to work work with you? And his response was, they will. Yeah, um, it's not even at this point. It's not even bipartisanship. It's just partisanship because everyone's like pretty much working together at this point. It's yeah, it's so weird how he thinks they're going to get him on. He's going to get them on board. And my favorite thing, by the way, so since I can't bag on North Carolina too much. Okay. Because Georgia has elected one of the QAnon representatives. Hey, will be QAnon represent. Her name is Marjorie Taylor Greene. Three names. And That's not good. Yep. Already looking down. Bad, bad sign. She thinks that uh, masks are oppressive. And of course. Part of conspiracy to control us. Mm-hmm. 
Also, remember a couple of nights ago when they had the the million MAGA march, which was like six thousand people, or maybe. Yeah. She claimed that the the Antifa and the far left were so crazy in the streets that she needed uh, an escort back to her hotel, and she posted a picture of herself with a police officer, which is clearly just a woman wearing paintball gear. <laughs> And she's a crazy, just like QAnon asshole who we elected. So, wow, what did she get? Um, like state house or something? No, she's a she's a congressperson. Oh wow, wow, that's she's going to actual Congress. That's really, really awesome. Yeah, <laughs> isn't didn't that great? Like, you love it? Didn't like four QAnon people win out of like the twelve that ran or something? Yeah, I think so. That's that's upsetting. Oh man, she's actually trending with Madison Cawthorn. It, the thing that sucks the most to me is that Madison Cawthorn is even getting this much attention. I'm like, this guy's this guy. He's not even he's not even a politician. He's a fucking he's such an idiot. He's a trust fund loser. Yeah, and we're all just gonna talk about him for forever, I guess, until he's president. Yeah, until he's goddamn President <laughs> Cawthorn. He is actually, I believe, the youngest person ever elected to uh, Congress. Awesome. Five years old. So cool. I love it. Good for him. God, so he's younger than you, isn't he? He's the same age as me, yeah. Your guys are, he's 25 years old. Man, how crazy is that our, for our youngest representative ever is a Nazi? So, so I can run against him next time. Yeah. Is what we're saying. Okay. Move to his district and, and run against him. I'll find out. He, he probably lives in a... A place I don't want to move to, so maybe not. Yeah, looking um, at how his, his politics, it would be surprising. Oh, yeah. I was, I was, I'm still, like, we talked about last thing, I'm still shocked that, of the two of us, that Georgia went blue out of nowhere. That was the the real, because even, I, I didn't think North Carolina was going to go blue, but I was like, if one of them is going to do it, it's going to be us. But yeah. no, we were still pretty much overwhelmingly red, like, by the, by the, even though this was a close election, we had a, less than close state so yeah yeah i would have thought that we would both just stay red like i yeah. thought everybody's hopes were too high i was like nah we'll stay red uh so i'm pretty surprised about this that's actually a crazy outcome uh yeah i'm not getting like hopeful over it because democrats suck and won't do anything to help but it is very funny and it's pissed off a lot of people and the tears are great yeah it's, I don't know, it's, we talked about it a lot last week. I think that we're not getting, we're not getting these sweeping changes. People, are, I mean, I saw, like, as soon as he got out people were, like, they did the same thing they did with Bernie, where it was like, did you know that he can do an executive act that's going to unilaterally cancel all student debt? And then all of a sudden, people were like, wait, Joe Biden's going to cancel student debt? I'm, I'm like, this is a tweet just stating a fact about being president, and Joe Biden has no intention to do this. Now, I did see Chuck Schumer... To his credit, yep. is pushing for for Biden to eliminate 50k of student debt. 50k uh, total. Yes, divided amongst all of us equally, 50k. <laughs> so I'll get like like a, a fraction of a penny. Yeah, no, it was 50k for each person. Who has and more than that? What the fuck? Dude, people have like hundreds of thousands. I mean, I guess if you did like masters and stuff, do people have that from under? I guess I didn't go. To, we didn't go to a very good school, so I guess we can't talk. Because that hey, would cover. Hey, hey. That, we went. We went to a decent school. That would cover. That would cover. I mean, do I get the? Do I get the? Do I get the extra? Any, anything yeah. else out? Do I get? Do I get that? Because if so, I'll the, the biggest stimulus in American history. <laughs> I take that. I would get like 
I mean, not to dox myself, but I would get like $24,000 off of that deal. <laughs> yeah. I would get, oh man, like $45,000 out of yeah, that. Yeah, so. lucky. Well, I mean, I had pre-listed it to start with because I got like, okay, you lose, you lose a foot and the government will pay for your shit. But not anymore, yeah. right? Like, it's gotten worse now. Like, yeah, apparently yeah. it's like not, not as good as when you had it. And I did pay $6,000 that myself for beforehand, so. But, oh, oh, that's the funny part. Okay, first of all, we've got to talk two things. Yep. After Schumer's 50K thing, the next week they were like, so here's why Biden could eliminate $10,000 student debt. But here's why he shouldn't. So, like, all right, okay, so already we've dropped the number to one-fifth of what it was before. And we're arguing as to why we shouldn't even do that much. Yeah, yeah, so Democrats.jpg right there. Um, but the other thing is people are now arguing that the Democrats have no idea how bad it will be if they eliminate student debt because all of who paid for it themselves will be fucking pissed. I'm, that's so stupid. Like, I was seeing... Um... I don't know. I was seeing this weird take that's like people who go to colleges aren't like working class. They don't actually need any kind of relief. And I'm like, what what colleges did the people who wrote this shit go to? Because the college I went to was full of working class poor people. And they're like, oh, yeah, but they all had fucking, you know, they all had all these high tech gear. And I'm like, one, they probably bought that with their student debt they now have. And two, the, 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 the 20 maybe percent of people I ever saw at school who had, like, you know, the nicest shit probably had rich parents. Sure. Everyone else didn't, though. And if the rich right. kids get their debt paid for, I'm not going to bat a fucking eye, okay? Because they didn't really have it in the first place. Yeah. It's imaginary. It's fake. But the other thing is that if you're saying that, if what you're saying is that if you pay for the piss off people who did pay for theirs already or didn't incur it, that's like saying if we could cure cancer, we shouldn't because that's disrespectful to folks that beat cancer in the past exactly. or died to it. Yeah. It's disrespectful to all those chemotherapy doctors who put in all those hours to, to cure people. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what you're saying, basically. Or if it was like, I mean, who knows? It doesn't even matter. But it's such a stupid argument because... That's arguing that nothing should ever get better ever again. That's like saying we should never vaccinate anyone for polio ever again because FDR would get pissed. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 like this is kind of along the same lines. You know, people talk about how like, you know, if we make marijuana legal, then we should expunge, you know, records of people who had it, which I believe in, obviously. But my yeah. favorite take on this is, well, what if the purge movies were real and we decided that November 14th is the purge day. Does everyone who is in jail for a crime they commit on November 14th forever get out of jail? There's no jail in the purge. Wait, there's jail in the in the real world, there, like, except for the day. Oh, right, yeah. That's right. what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying, like, let's question. say in 2020 we decide November 14th uh-huh. is the day. But then all those years before, anyone who had committed a crime on November 14th. Two days passed. So glad we made it. Um would be expunged like it would is that where we live you know do you think that if trump had made the purge real he'd get reelected? yes <laughs> absolutely probably um but yeah it's it's so stupid to me to not want to cancel student dicks first of all it will be the biggest debt relief program in history like so many people will be able to spend money on things that would stimulate the economy yeah that it will blow your fucking mind but also the simple fact of it is that you could just do it, and you would win the next election 
easily. Like if the Democrats did it, I feel like they would have the presidency for at least two, two, three more terms, maybe. Yeah, they could just literally ride that one decision for a while. You know the Democrats, they would somehow give the Republicans credit for it too. Somehow, yeah. like eh, us and our Republican buddies. Yeah, they would be like Lindsey Graham was instrumental in this decision. <laughs> It's really funny to me, though, is that uh, one of the arguments that, that Joe Biden made against universal health care is that, you know, his son, his precious baby boy, Bo, died of something. I don't know who gives a fuck what the kid died of. And he was like, would you, I, he was like, I wouldn't want my son to have died because somebody else was getting care at the same time. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, old man? Shut the fuck up. His son's name was Bo Biden? Yeah, Bo Biden. That's that okay. He might become the funniest president now. That's pretty. Yeah. That's a pretty good joke. The best part is after Bo died, Hunter started banging his wife and then married her. He banged Bo's wife. Yes, he banged. He left his wife to bang Bo's wife and then married her. Man, that's a that's a fucked up a little little family triangle you got going on there, buddy. Um. Yeah, I I've never understood that that defense of not having socialized health care because there are plenty of countries that have socialized health care but also have much lower mortality rates than we do for a lot of stuff. So yeah. it's possible. Yep, and it's just like, people are like, oh, but the waiting, the lines are so bad. I'm like, bitch, who gives a fuck about lines? You can't pay for it here. I will wait in a line if it means I get seen eventually. Yeah, and I don't have to pay fucking a million dollars to do it. Yeah, because here you gotta pay and wait. Yeah, that's all I think about now when I watch any movie when somebody's in a hospital. I'm like, well, this just ruined the next five to ten years of their life paying this shit off. Oh, yeah. Um, if an ambulance shows up, you're done. Like, get, yeah. fuck you. Okay, I gotta talk about this real quick. I didn't want to talk about this okay. on the podcast, but I have to. I watched this ridiculous show on Netflix um, called Stay Here. It's, okay. it's like a... It's one of those, like, home renovation shows, you know, like HGTV shit. And that's the reason I watched it, because I, growing the up, Property Brothers. growing up, me and you, we watched that shit with our mom, and for some reason, I don't know why, those programs can just wrap me in, no matter what. I just watch this house get renovated, and I don't, I'm whatever. The, the theme of this one, though, is that they, <clears throat> they're renovating, like, Airbnbs. It's like, we're renovating this place so that you can rent it out and make whatever money. The very first episode, they're in Seattle, and they're renovating this houseboat. Which is cool. Houseboat's pretty cool. But the thing is, the two people who own it, one is the president of a nonprofit and the other one is a college professor in Seattle. So they make no okay. money. And then the weird thing is, they're, they're like, oh, the reason we actually wanted this renovation so we can make more money is because uh, we have crippling medical debt because our, our, our youngest daughter has been sick for a very long time. And I'm like, how about we address that problem before we address the houseboat and Airbnb real quick? That sounds right. like a much quicker thing to fix if we all put our heads together. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, Individualized solutions to systemic yeah. problems. Also, the show has the most racist person in the world. <laughs> I, I mean, do tell. <laughs> okay. I mean, honestly, it's so weird. I feel like I need to find YouTube clips of this show to, to properly explain how racist this shit is. But there, one of the, the, there's two hosts. One who's she's this lady from New York. She's like a world-renowned designer or something. And the other one is this this European man who has like every European accent in the world combined. And he's like a business guy. He tells you how to market this shit. And these fucker, this the the English dude is so fucking racist. 
he fucking but it, he, it's like that it's like that I love black people so much thing that it's like it's okay. like the get out kind of thing or Ooh. the guy from um the episode of Atlanta the Juneteenth episode the guy who's married to the black lady and he loves ah uh, yeah that's exactly who this guy is because at one point they're renovating a house in Brooklyn and the guy this this, this English guy was apparently like a, a house DJ back in England when he was young so he knows like all these like like underground like hip-hop things in brooklyn and they're talking to this one guy on the street and he happens to be literally a member of one of those things and then he tries to go give this man like a what i imagine in his head was like a cool handshake <laughs> and he fucking flubs it so bad and he's oh man and he's over here he's just like yeah dude you guys and biggie you just inspired me so much and he's like he's literally a fucking businessman who's like marketing airbnb you guys changed me so much and then so that's one thing and then and this is the most racist shit in the entire world. I, I literally want to report Netflix for this. The very last episode of the show, there's this guy who owns a firehouse in. Uh, you watched the whole thing. I watched all of it. There's this guy who owns a like a firehouse, like a, old, a firehouse that was built in the 1800s in I think it was Washington or New York or some shit. I can't remember. And um, he was like, I want to fix it up, make it into an Airbnb, have people go to it. Cool idea. Whatever. So they they're like, okay, we need to find the history of this place, and they find out that it was actually. The reason it was built is because it was the first ever... Wait, real quick, Paulson, before you go, let me just say, if you are not fixing your firehouse up to be an exact replica of the Ghostbusters headquarters for your Airbnb, you have fucked up. Okay, well, they, they did fuck up. But they found out that it was built because it was the first ever all-black uh, fire department. It was... Oh, they, they they hired... Um, they, they only hired black people because it was like... They weren't getting jobs anywhere else. So they, they did that. And then... This the the not the British guy, the owner of the place is immediately like, let's cash in on this shit right fucking now. So they 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 turn it they put like they get like all these photographs of these these black men who like put their lives in a line to fight fires so that this man can make eight hundred dollars a night in his fucking Airbnb. And then and then during that episode they go to a um they go to a restaurant that's local. And they're talking to the lady who owns it. And this lady's been alive forever. She was alive when Martin Luther King had, um, you know, their marches. This was in D.C., yeah. So she was alive when they had the Martin Luther King marches and everything. And then the, all of a sudden this, like, kitschy, like, hey, let, let's talk about houses show. It becomes, they're, they're like, so, like, what was it like when the, the, the rallies happened and, and Dr. King came into this, this establishment? What was it like? And then, I mean, this lady, I mean overwhelmed is just like it was crazy man <laughs> like she, she's like i don't know what to say to you white people like what are you talking about and then they, were, they mentioned how like the restaurant had been famous and like obama had visited <laughs> the british guy <laughs> the british guy's like can i sit in the seat that obama sat in i'm a huge fan of obama and they can make they go and let him sit in the seat and take his picture with the owner of the place <laughs> Are we sure this isn't Bradley Whitford? Like, are we sure? It was, it was the most disgusting play of not racist racism I've ever seen in my life. Wow. It's, it's, you would never think that some random hotel show on Netflix would be a beacon of racism within this world. But it is. It fucked me up so bad. That is wild, dude. What in the... I gotta watch this show now. No, I wanna watch this no, show. No, no, no. Do not watch. Oh. so bad. <laughs> If you can find that clip on YouTube, I would gladly watch yeah, that Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can more. find a clip. I highly anybody clips this shit, but I'll see if I can, and so I'll, I'll, I'll get it to you. 
man, um, Netflix is on Amazon's game and just start making their own clips. They upload their own with their own channel. I know. Net clips. God, look at me. Easy. I've already done it. Easy. Um, I was gonna say I uh, I was browsing Twitter yesterday and I saw the funniest thing uh, uh, that was happening currently was okay. So this is something that even I didn't know until maybe like five or six years ago, which was that Ireland is a distinct country from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. I thought they were all the UK, right? Like, no, but Ireland is not. Except for one little bit of Ireland called Northern Ireland, which is where the, all the British people live in Ireland, right? Mm-hmm. And in case you don't know, there were a lot of, uh, uh, they called it the Troubles, uh, constant like low-grade warfare between the IRA, the Irish Republican Army, and the British military uh, for like, how, I don't know how many fucking years, like probably a hundred actually, to be honest. They probably had yeah. swords and things started. Well... Uh, there was a guy who contacted Amazon support because he wanted to watch rugby, but they were like, they worked through it on Twitter. They were, why are you using Twitter to work this out? I don't know yeah. why. But at one point, Twitter support bot, or I guess team person was like, oh, sorry, we put your location. You're in Northern Ireland. We only have, we only have access to this rugby stream in the UK. And they were, people were like, what did you just say? <laughs> and the whole day was just this this Twitter chain getting bombarded by like IRA memes and angry British people all day. It was incredible. And it was like, the UK is restarting the fucking troubles right here on Twitter. It's happening. Well, I can tell you why people do this on Twitter. Uh, okay. It's because some companies and brands, for some reason, uh, have decided that if you don't reach out to them publicly, they're just not going to fucking help you at all. I, I had this happen to me with um, the Marvel Unlimited, the digital like comic service where you can read a bunch of shit online. I had an issue where I they let me make my entire fucking account without ever confirming my email address, and I typed my email address in wrong. They got they made uh, my email, my password, took my credit card and everything before ever confirming the email address. So then when I tried to log in, I couldn't because I misspelled it. And uh, I contacted Marvel support. Nothing happened. Contacted them again. Called them. Messaged them. Emailed them. Fucking sent them a letter. Whatever. Wouldn't work. I tweeted at them, and I had my issue resolved within a week. Wow. I, I, I mean, that's all it took. But did your issue start an international incident? Sadly, no. They, because, like, as soon, they, they, I guess they handled this a little bit better than Amazon. As soon as I tweeted at them, they, mess, they direct messaged me, and they were like, okay, mm. let's work this out this way. Yeah. Amazon tried that after they'd already said that Northern Ireland was not part of the UK and and started this whole thing. Um, It was very funny, and I am rooting for the Irish in this. I want them to retake their island. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Kick out the British. Oh, speaking of Britain, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. Uh, a game that sucks big old donkey dicks, but I'm still playing it because I spent $60 and I'm going to get yeah, some Yeah, you hate yourself in a lot of ways. I do hate myself. Man, how the mighty have fallen. How did we go from Assassin's Creed like 2's great combat to this like pseudo Witcher 3 bullshit that I have to deal with? Yeah. It, it's, it's fucking stupid. The Assassin's Creed stuff has kind of fallen off for me. Um... I haven't really played one for real since Black Flag because I don't know. I just feel they they became one of those yearly franchises and then they moved away from being a yearly franchise and they became like a RPG, like you said, Witcher mixed with like Diablo kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I just don't think this is the right direction for them. But and then you're playing as a stealthy Viking, like, yeah. what the fuck? 
Although I'm rarely stealthing, I'm just like, yeah, let's just fucking fight it out yeah. because fuck it. But stealth is so janky. But like, the whole thing was at first I was like, oh great, Norway, ice and snow, and it's gonna be Skyrim again. But then about four or five hours in, you go to you go to England, and they're like, oh great, I'm back in. We can kill English people. Let's do yeah, this. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm ready. Um, let's get some of these guys. Yeah. So Assassin's Creed, not really, not really uh, my cup of tea anymore. But uh, I mean, I guess they're the big game out right now, aren't they? I mean, the yeah. new the new console shit happened, and um, you know, a lot of but not really any launch titles. I haven't heard a whole lot about it because there's no like big exclusives, right? Like nothing, nothing really big is on for there. Xbox. I got no fucking clue. For PlayStation, the only exclusives I can think of are Miles Morales, and of course, everyone the the internet's favorite game, Bug Snacks. Bug Snacks. Yep. Yep. That's right. Yeah, Miles Morales. I have them interested in right now. I'll go. I mean, eventually, yeah, I'll I guess play I'll go to it. PS5 and I'll play it. But I've already played the Spider-Man games. So I pretty much already have gotten that experience. Yeah. Um. I, I want. I thought the game was fun. I'll definitely. I'll definitely play Miles Morales when I get it. But it's not like I'm fucking get, tweeting at Best Buy. Fuck you! I'm gonna kill everything because you didn't give me a PlayStation. You know. Yeah, I don't really care. Like, I, I got the my PS4. I have now got it on launch day. Like, I, I wanted it bad so i pre-ordered it and stuff and now i just find myself like unable. i guess demon souls is on there but like yeah that is actually one of their one of the bigger things people love it like it already exists so you've already played it sort of and also oh, it's, a, like, it's a big remaster of the game yeah it's pretty, pretty also but not, not my cup of tea i'm not a demon yeah i'm not really souls into that stuff um and plus i mean i don't know it's just I, there was a while when i first got into pc gaming i still relied on my console a good bit but now i just don't really rely on it for anything i haven't I've actually played a game on PS4 since Last of Us Part Two, um, so yeah, they don't really do much for me. I mean, the only thing the thing I have to get a PlayStation Five for is Deathloop, just because it's a timed exclusive. Like, once it's on PC, I'll probably just buy it again, play it on PC. And it looks rad as hell. Yeah, it just looks awesome. And so yeah, that's and then the new Horizon Zero Dawn. Those are kind of the things, but those neither of those are out yet. So I'm not. I mean, people are on the internet are irate. They're like, I didn't get a PlayStation. This is stupid. I'm like, just wait. Not that pressing. There's so many good I'm games already. Technically, my copy of Valhalla comes with a PS5 uh, version as well. I thought she said it comes with a PS5. Oh, yeah. 60 bucks, man. Who knew? Yeah, man. Really, really losing money off this deal, I think. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit under underpriced. But yeah, it's like, I just don't find myself like too enthused at the new generation consoles. Because I've looked at some of the games and it's like... What's the what's the big push forward? Like, at least when Nintendo comes out with the new console, they have a cool gimmick that makes you want to actually play it. Yeah, you know, like the Switch is portable and shit. And, For these, and, it's just you know, the graphics are better. Yeah, and even then, not a big of a leap forward. Like, I guess the, the the sell for Valhalla is it plays at sixty frames per second, which sure, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know why. Um. <laughs> is it worth? You know, what is it? Five hundred dollars of my of my money for that? Yeah. Then people the thing about when I never new console launches, the big thing they talk about is like the features that work so well. Like one of the things they talk about, especially with the Xbox, is like game switching. Like apparently you can have two complete games running next to each other, and you can switch to them very quickly. Which, by the way, no one fucking does that. So except for, except for people who are literally reviewing the console for like a pub like a publication that want to play a bunch of games all at once, no one ever plays two full games at once. But the thing, they're like, oh, it's so fast. It's even faster than the PC. And I'm like, yeah, but give it three years and tell me if it's still that fast. These right. consoles are always fast and they come out because the hardware is fine. And then once you have to 
get as much as you can out of the hardware, all that shit takes a backseat. Right. So, that doesn't seem to really matter. Yeah, like, I'm like, like, I can play games on my computer just fine. I don't, I don't switch between two of them because I'm not insane. <laughs> I'm not going to play, like, Destiny 2 and Witcher 3 at the same time. Like, what? who am I? I guess I could see, like, if you had one game with just a multiplayer game and one game with a single-player game, maybe. I mean, yeah, people, I mean, people do that. They'll play all League of Legends and they'll have, like, you know, bug snacks or whatever. Yeah. You know, my, my, my time at Porsche or whatever in the background. But that's not that hard. Those aren't, like, But I don't need them, like, games. I don't need instant access yeah. to both at the it's same It's not like time, I'm sitting bro. here, like, beating my desk, like, fucking game won't switch. Piece of shit. I want to play my time at Porsche. You know what I would like, though? Is that I can instantly switch between the game and a video streaming app. Like I hate having to like go back to the home menu. And then yeah, I think I think that apps. is one of the features. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I do think that PlayStation Five and Xbox have the like quick swap. Basically, I think you can quick swap between any like two apps, so you can play a game and have Netflix. I think I can't be sure because once again, don't have one and don't need one right now. Takes taking us an entire generation to get that going. Yeah. Huh? But yeah, during during the five. Six years that I've had a PlayStation 4, I would say that a solid three, three and a half of those was me using it as a very expensive Netflix box. So yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not rushing for it right now. I definitely clock more time streaming than I have playing video games on PS4. Yeah, easily. Um, but also, like here's the thing about when I, when I started playing Valhalla, I realized this, this problem. Is this game is easily gonna be just core game, probably forty hours long, mm-hmm. and you could go a hundred with it. And the thing is, like, if 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 it, if, I, if it was me 10, 12 years ago, that'd be amazing. I could fucking I could get all the use out of that. But now there's a fucking forty to hundred hour game coming out every two fucking weeks. Yeah, and not all of them will be up up your alley, obviously, but like. It just gets to a point where the saturation is so high. Yeah. Right? And plus, it's like some games just... Like, the new Assassin's Creed I've heard, like, once you get to the end game or whatever, it's literally just an insane grind. It's not like you're... It's not like something like Persona 5, where you get, honestly, like, 120 hours of actual gameplay, if you really mm-hmm. want. It's just like you're grinding by the end of it. So, I think that's the one thing people just try and ream out all these these hours of game just so they can kind of boast about it. Like, oh, you can play this game for 100 hours. I'm like, yeah, but people who play Valhalla are going to play it for like 20 hours probably. Like, it, mm-hmm. I don't know. You're wasting all your time on this content and boasting on these numbers and you could be making a better game. Oh, I meant to say, by the way, the new Call of Duty game is out. It's called... Uh, it's called Reagan Rules Call of Duty. It's called Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That's it, yeah. And when you start the game off, or maybe it's supposed to be, I don't know what it is, you can choose your agent's gender, and it allows you to choose between male, female, and, non-binary. and non-binary. Yes. And, man, how woke of you. Yeah, how, how woke of performatively you. Performatively woke, that is. It, it is the absolute height of virtue signaling. I don't really get on board with these guys and their bullshit, but in this case, yeah. it is the CIA, this not, I don't give a shit about this, but this is true. The CIA would not recruit openly gay agents until the, until Obama was in office because it was considered to be damaging personal information that foreign agents could exploit. Yeah, real fucking progressive here. Like, right? wait, but, Why are you painting them like this? Yeah, but also, like, couldn't they also exploit that you're all straight? Like, it, is it not hiring gay people making them know a lot more about you? Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, they know you're all straight. 
<laughs> so right. It's so weird. It's, do you think that the fucking CIA in the eighties would accept you saying your gender was non-binary? Yeah. Fuck off. We didn't. We didn't. We. You can put a gun in everyone's head. We didn't start saying non-binary as a overall culture until I mean one or two years ago. To be completely like, yeah. to where uh, I would say enough people had heard of that term for it to be considered in the zeitgeist. Maybe two years ago. I mean, maybe I'm an idiot. But until about 10 years ago, I would have told you there were two genders. I mean, yeah. I didn't know about all, I mean, transgender people. Exactly. I'm 25. I didn't know shit about that when I was young. I knew I knew that... I mean, I knew the, the word. I know it's a bad word. I'm not even going to say it. But the, the 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 slur for, like, transgenders, you know, all that stuff. There, I heard about that a lot. And I didn't really... I just still didn't understand that when I was like... I mean, I just I was like, okay, I, I don't really get this. Um, I guess it's, you know, something you see jokes about in, you know, movies from the mid-2000s. But well, I never got young, it. When you're young, I don't think you know that means transgender. I think you think it means transvestite. Yes, what that's I what I always thought it meant. Yeah. Which I know is a different, whole other kind of thing itself. But when you when you're young, I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're a moron. You're raised in fucking weird situations, or we were children. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure this applies to a lot of people. You don't know that's a real thing, or you think that it just means a guy who dresses as a different as, as a woman or whatever, or, or vice versa, and you don't understand that it's like an identity that someone has. Yeah. Right. The CIA don't give a fuck even today about this. Yeah. So, yeah, performative, wokeness, virtue signaling, whatever you want to call it, it's complete bullshit. And I don't know who, I don't know who is sitting there playing this game and it's just to shed a tear and they're like, yes, we get a win. We're non-binary in the CIA, (laughs) Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War, colon, Reagan rules. Actually, now that I think about it, do they even let women in the CIA in the 80s? I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if they didn't, to be honest. Because, uh... They don't seem like the most uh, egalitarian organization in the world. So, yeah. Call of Duty fucked up. Don't play it. It's a terrible game. Yeah, I mean... I don't give a shit about... It. I mean, all these big... The Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, all these franchises, I, don't, I just don't give a shit about them anymore. They don't, they don't do anything for me. I think last week we talked about how the original... Or Call of Duty has weird politics... Because when I played Black Ops, the first Black Ops, it was like, I was like, oh shit, they're really fucking, I'm, I'm killing Kennedy and shit around here. This is happening. And I thought, oh, it's kind of cool that they're exposing all of America's war crimes. And then it's like, oh no, we love this. This is great. No, 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 no. Reagan's cool. That's just the craziest thing that, like, in 2020, we're having fucking 14-year-olds who are watching a fake, rubbery Ronald Reagan be the cool guy on screen. And I'm like, this is, we're fucked. We're so fucked. I wouldn't even, I mean, cool guy or not, like, it's so weird that he's even depicted as being, like, I don't know, like, why is he in the game? Yeah, why, why is, is this happening? <laughs> I don't understand it at all. This isn't like fucking uh, Metal Gear Solid when fucking, oh man, was it LBJ? I think it was LBJ in that game. Uh, or my personal favorite, which was uh, uh, Call, Call of Cthulhu, Dark Corners of the Earth, where you ended up working alongside J. Edgar Hoover. That's pretty cool. Who was insanely screaming and shooting a gun and like trying to interrogate fishmen like it was it was it was great yeah that's awesome i mean jager hoover is very fucked up character in history and uh it'll be fun well i think before before you wanted to sign off i think you wanted to talk real quick about uh something about david cronenberg yeah david cronenberg so this is like something very small but i've um i've watched three television shows in the past year that I really enjoyed, uh, Kim's Convenience, 
Letterkenny and Schitt's Creek. And the thing about that tied all three of them together is they're all Canadian television shows. And I don't before I watched them, I didn't really know much about Canadian movies and television. I don't I didn't know what it was like there, like what do they make. So I would look in, I would always look into some of the actors who were on the shows, see other stuff they've been in, and it's always like the you'd think it was like a parody of American culture. Like I no offense to Canadian culture, but it just it didn't make sense to me. So then I was like, you know what, let me go let me look up like the most famous Canadian movies ever, which is hard to find because sometimes it's like movies that were just filmed in Canada, but I was like, no, movies that were made by Canadian studios, Canadian directors in Canada, what is popular there? So I found this list of 80 movies that was like, this is the best of Canadian cinema, and I shit you not, 14 of them, all David Cronenberg. David Cronenberg is apparently just the, the number one export when it comes to movies and media in Canada. Wow. And definitely, I definitely their biggest crossover success because you know his movies are all pretty famous in America too. Knowing what he makes, though, isn't that such a weird thing to like say? Or the eight, like, top eighty best or whatever in yeah. that category? And the top five was like all his movies. Like it was like it was crazy. Um, I'm trying to think of the American equivalent to David Cronenberg. Like, Steven Spielberg. No, no, no. In terms of the content of his films. Oh. Uh... God, what's the guy? Well, I was about to, I was about to say, I was about to say the guy who did video drone. We know who that is. <laughs> He's not American, but it will be okay. Imagine if Lars von Trier was American. Okay, and we we put his movies on our top eighty best movies ever. It would be really fucking weird. That would be crazy. Like, what if the number one movie ever was Antichrist, <laughs> the best American movie ever made? Antichrist, hands down. Like, and it was like something we all agreed on. We were like, yeah, yeah. obviously. It's the best, best thing we've ever seen. We Incredible. It. I watch it every year. Go watch it right now. Yeah. Antichrist. It's every year at Thanksgiving, whole family watches Antichrist. <laughs> that will be fucking... Oh, you know what? That will be pretty sick, actually. I'd, 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 I'd go for that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Cronenberg um, is apparently big export of Canada. And if you guys don't, if you guys have time, look into Canadian film. It's really an interesting place. I'm thinking about... I just want to watch all the movies. I want to watch every one of those movies and just see what it's like to be Canadian. Was Existence on the list? Probably. Because that's a Cronenberg movie. I think that's good enough love. Yeah. I mean, I I honestly think his entire filmography was on there. I'm pretty sure. His son has made a movie. Have you seen this? Was it Brian Cronenberg? Yes. Um, I think it's Christopher Christopher, whatever. Um, But yeah, he has a movie coming out. I'll probably check it out. I want to see if he got some some of the genes. I wonder if he has the juice. Yeah, the juice. Does he yeah. have it? Like, uh, is it there? Because Cronenberg is one of those unique filmmakers. You can't really, uh, you, you can't really name any that are like him. Yeah. By the way, um, I know we've talked about how they should just go ahead and put Dune out in streaming. Let us watch it. Uh, uh, you can watch theater if you want to later on, but I want to see it in streaming. Mm-hmm. I want to see it as soon as possible. But there are some movies that are coming out. I'm noticing they get advertised on my PS4 that do not deserve the price tag associated with them. It's a rent. It's like $25 to watch. Yeah. Fucking Love and Monsters or something. And I'm like, I like this. It's like kind of goofy movie. I'd, I'd watch this. Yeah. But not for $25. It's one of those where you got to read the room and be like, okay, is every movie worth the 20 to $30 we're making people pay out of theaters? Like, is every one of those movies as good as, like, The Invisible Man? Yeah. Because The Invisible Man... I didn't even mind paying 20 bucks to watch one time because it was fucking dope. But oh. is Love and Monsters going to do that for me? I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe they should They should probably make these prices variable. 
Right, because the price of a movie ticket here in Georgia before the world ended was about eight seventy five. Yeah, for a matinee showing, uh, probably about twelve dollars for for an evening show. Uh, I'm not paying twenty five dollars to see a movie because I'm not even getting the whole experience. I'm not even getting the theater and the seats and the people. Yeah. Like, sorry, I won't do that. I'll wait until it could, it comes out of something else. Yeah. Or later. Anyway, Seth, think we're done. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a pod. All right. Well. Uh, this has been the Linos Podcast. I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Knazeres, K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. I've been streaming on Twitch.tv slash Knazeres, K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S. Um, normally on the weekends, um, so if you want to check it out, come by. Our art is done by Marcus Barkley. You can find him on Twitter at Mr.Beaches. Our theme song was done by Ben Powell, who's been on the show before. He has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling, and they're from the South. And he also has a Twitch channel now, twitch.tv slash thebenpowell. Um, so check him out. He's been playing Hades lately, so see if that sounds fun. Uh, you can leave a horse to water, but you can't make him get under it. Uh, fuck the, the Madison Cawthorn. Yes. Uh, we have stopped trying to solve our problems and are trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. <laughs>